0: Listening to a little bit of the new song The Internet by my guest today, Alex Rusick It's off his new EPs and Blanity Coming out on Tuesday, March 31st um at the end of the show i'll play the full song for you but uh i've heard all the tracks on the album and it's really awesome i super love it i'm 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 kind of obsessed and i'm super excited to talk to him today he's one of my absolute best friends we were uh best friends in college i convinced him to move out to los angeles and uh he lived in my house for a little bit he's Since Adopted My Cat, we'll go over all of this stuff in the conversation. We also, you know, talk about some controversial stuff. We, you know, discuss the quarantine, him thinking that he was sick with the coronavirus, finding out he wasn't, but still it's possible that maybe he was. I don't know. Anyway, let's jump right in and definitely stay through to the end when I'll play the entire track of the internet uh, from his new EP, Zenblanity. Zenblanity. All right. Hey, what's happening, buddy? Welcome to the show. How you doing?
1: I'm good. Are we on the podcast now?
0: You're on the podcast, the Skype cast, the oh. YouTube channel. Uh, you know, not to brag or anything, but this show has uh, picked up over 50 downloads since its inception 10 episodes ago. So oh, we're, at, we're averaging a hot five five downloads an episode but that doesn't even include the average of five youtube plays per episode so that's wow. uh that's me we've got like we're averaging almost 10 listeners an episode and i don't even know if my Podbean account is calculating my apple podcast downloads so i gotta look into that too but uh but the show is you know it's blowing up joe rogan look <laughs> might, out i'd be taking sponsors soon
1: okay who who do you got Flashlight,
0: uh, flashlight. Yeah, that should be a good sponsor for this show.
1: I mean, um, that would be a good sponsor for everybody's life right now, huh?
0: I know, I know, I know.
1: Uh, well, I we could all use a good flashlight. I've uh, never done that. I've never tried one. Have you?
0: I I have not. Uh, you
1: hesitated. You hesitated. I hesitated,
0: but I'd have no problem admitting that I did. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty grotesque. Um,
1: okay.
0: okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was just trying to think if I hadn't, I hadn't, but I kind of would. I would totally, I totally would.
1: I just, I would feel too bizarre. You know what I mean? There was a Christmas,
0: like a gift exchange Christmas I was at once. And, um, somebody gave my friend Sergio a flashlight as like a joke gift. But I was sitting there thinking like, honestly, that's like the best gift anyone's probably ever gotten Sergio. He's totally using... I just imagine they get real gross real fast. Because, like, I'm bad at doing my dishes. <laughs> so it's just, like...
1: <laughs> How good would you be at cleaning your fleshlight? Like? Exactly. How exactly. diligent because, would you be? Because like, because, like, after
0: you eat, you're energized. You just had food. Like Like, if there's ever a time when you're gonna do your dishes... It's after you ate that gave you like you were like tired, like I need to eat something. Then you eat your
1: nap and after the fleshlight. But,
0: but the fleshlight like that puts you in the in the, posi- the position, least likely to clean anything. There have been times <laughs> where I'm like, I should clean my house, but let me masturbate real quick. And then like a year will go by and I don't clean my house.
1: Yeah, sure. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. very good. No, I wish I had a, I wish I had a comeback for that, uh, but I just agree. So I'd have to
0: like, I'd have to like throw out my flashlight after every use. I'd have to get, I'd be spending way too much money on
1: flashlights. These are all the reasons why I will not get one. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely. I mean, uh, strangely, the imagination is less dirty than a flashlight. You know, even though the imagination could go anywhere potentially.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so I just had another thought. I just wanted to share this thought. um, Interesting. So I'll probably cut the beginning of the podcast where we were like doing the sound check and trying to get the microphone correct when you were like peaking and stuff. But I was thinking how it's funny for if somebody who doesn't know you Uh is listening to the podcast and they hear like the peaking sound. I'm like, it doesn't sound right yet. And then like when I finally (laughs) hit the moment where I'm like, it sounds right there. They like, no, no, no. it's, It's too high frequency. You right. got to change the frequency <laughs> of the microphone now, yeah. without realizing the, the microphone. Change the pitch. No, the pitch is off. It sounds like he's on helium. And yeah. No, no,
1: something's really wrong with that microphone. <laughs> <laughs> but what they
0: don't know is that this is actually just what you sound like. <laughs>
1: exactly. I know. Well, I remember. Yeah.
0: When, I'll never forget. Like I think my the two the two most extreme like moments. I think that I was with you, where I experienced somebody experiencing your voice for the first time was uh, one, when I was in New York with this girl, I was like hanging out with a bunch of, we had gotten super high smoking pot and she didn't smoke tons of pot, but, uh, but, uh, and then we met up with you and she had never met you before and you started talking and she's like, I gotta, I gotta go home. Just just cause you're you're high vigil, she thought she was freaking out. She thought there was something, she told me she thought there was something wrong with her. She was like hearing voices weird Um, and she had to go home. (laughs) And then the other one was when you were visiting me in LA before you moved here, and we went to eat at Birds, and like the waiter kept smiling like you
1: were fucking with him. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I know, right, right. <laughs> no, people people usually do. I, actually, it's funny. I I was I've been working with this uh, rapper uh, recently uh, who's pretty well known, and he, uh, you know, like it, it has to do with a film, and so you know, we watch the film, and then we're talking about the film a bunch. And then just sort of right in the middle of it, he just like, he just turns to me and he's like, hey, your voice is like, it's really weird. And there's just like this pause. So are just like, <laughs> I was just kind of looking at him. And I was just like, okay, well, yes, that's that's true. And uh, I uh, do, I've done cartoon voices before. And he's like, you should, you should do more cartoon voices. <laughs> and I was like, thanks. I was like, I also sing, and you know, I'm, I'm a musician, you know, and he's like, cartoon voices. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you. <laughs>
0: um, uh, so this this is what I wanted to tell you earlier. Well, I, what I almost told you on the phone, but said I should save for telling you on the podcast. I had a wild dream last night, and I okay. know it's usually annoying to hear people's dreams, but um, I had a dream. Well, we where... live in
1: LA, man, so we're we're hearing people's dreams oh, all the
0: time. Oh, 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 oh. Well, well, if if ever there was an LA dream. That somebody's had it's this okay. i had a dream that this podcast won an academy award for best podcast during the pandemic best new podcast during the pandemic but i was so i didn't even know it was a category or that i was nominated i was only it was a me and one other podcast nominated which is weird because probably more pandemic podcasts than movies coming out this year um and uh and i wasn't prepared. So I was wearing my tidy whities but still for some reason I was at the I was at the award ceremony in my tidy whiteies. But I go up to accept the award and then I apologize for not dressing up because I didn't expect it, as though it was like still reasonable <laughs> that like I would be <laughs> there in my tidy whiteies. Um <laughs> if you weren't nominated. If I wasn't nominated, but then I go just like wearing dressed like a baby. Um <laughs> tighty white. But I gave like this and also like the award was different. It was just like a tiny flame. Flame, but like a gold flame statue thing and i was like making fun of how they like they gave like a weird oscar for like best pandemic podcast as your dirty undies, a dirty undies standing there a normal one but they're like no no, no it's solid gold it's like it's so very valuable and i was like oh okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> but i gave like a very complainy curb like speech about winning winning the award and i was very happy about it and um and then like and then like It felt very real. I really believed it happened. And I was like, it's great that this actually happened.
1: (laughs) That's sort of the worst in dreams when like something good happens. And so you don't really notice all the things that are off about it. And then like, you're just part of the dream is, yeah, that that it really did occur. And then you wake up and it's just so disappointing. So disappointing. (laughs) It's
0: great that this is is real and not a dream.
1: (laughs) Oh, I know.
2: I know.
0: And then I got home and, like, all my friends that were watching on TV were, like, congratulating me. But then I saw I missed an email from somebody that wanted me to pay me $20 to put subtitles on their stand-up video. And I got back to them too late. They're sorry I hired somebody else and I got very upset. (laughs) Despite (laughs) having just won an Oscar for (laughs) that pandemic time podcast. (laughs) So if ever there was an L.A. dream,
2: if ever there was an L.A.
0: dream for these times, that was it.
1: That's it. I mean, you know, one of the really nice things, though, you, you got to admit about, you know, L.A. in the in the in sort of this pandemic era is like, you know, nature is really returning to the city. You know, you look around and just the crackheads are just returning from underground. They're coming back up. They're taking over the city again. You know, it's really it's beautiful. It's it's gorgeous to see nature do its thing.
2: <laughs> so
0: um how are you holding up how, how how are you doing well man i, mean, I know we've talked but like you know I, share, I, your, right. share your story for my 10 to 15 to maybe even 20 listeners
1: yes who and my i mom, definitely my mom yeah. and a number of other people and i definitely don't know any of them that's that's for sure you know um I'm, I'm i probably know most of the people who are going to listen to this but um <laughs> yeah, well, I'm doing good now, but for the first week of the uh, you know of the quarantine, uh, I was sick. I got sick. I want to say around March eleventh or twelfth, um just after I handed in my rent check to uh, my eighty three year old landlord. So uh, <laughs> hope he's doing okay <laughs> <laughs> um he hasn't cashed that check yet. So hopefully he hasn't touched it. But, um, but yeah, uh, so I got sick uh, and I was sick for a week um, and it wasn't really that bad. It was, it felt like a regular flu uh, for the most part. Um, But then it just kind of didn't go away. Uh, And so then I started to try to engage with the medical system and, you know, figure out what was going on. But you know just it's really hard to figure out like where to get tested and just like if you have it blah 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 but you know i had also just finished up like you know editing a music video like around the clock like before that pulling all-nighters and everything so like if the pandemic stuff hadn't been going on i just wouldn't have really thought twice about you know it was just like a post working too hard kind of you know immune system flu crash um but of course because of this i was worried and the worry was making it worse and also, that it never felt bad enough to like go to the hospital per se. So it's just like really confusing and like a mental torture. Uh, well, what
0: i what I thought was interesting is that, like like what scared me so much about you telling me you were sick is that you basically you basically quarantine when there isn't a quarantine. <laughs> you live alone. you're an editor. you make music. I like rarely see you in the outside world at all. You don't interact with people that frequently. Maybe. Uh, you're. You're, you're one of the most quarantined people in general that I know. (laughs) So like the idea that, uh, I I went down first, you (laughs) caught it. I'm like, anyone can get this.
1: No, I know. I know. But, but here, but so here's the conclusion of this story though, because I don't want to lead people down like a false to a false premise, but like, or false conclusion, I guess. But, um. Eventually, I did go to the doctor because it just wasn't going away, and too many of my friends were worried, and they were just like, "Go to the fucking doctor, man! You're driving yourself crazy." Well, well
0: let's 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 also clarify that you were like calling calling me like, "I can't breathe! I can't yeah, breathe!"
1: I was <laughs> just terrifying. I'm like, "Well, if you can't breathe, go to the doctor." I was I feeling like my lungs were like at half capacity, basically, and like, and then I was, of course, knew I was panicking, so it was just making everything worse and just creating a cycle, you know. So I finally went to the doctor and uh, thank goodness, I tested uh, positive for the flu. And if you test positive for the flu, chances are you don't have COVID. So I got some, you know, like Tamiflu, which was ultra expensive, even though I have insurance and that's fucked up in its own right. And that's its own story about me yelling at the insurance company about that. Um, But yeah, so, so I got better, thank goodness. And I'm pretty sure I didn't have the thing or, if I had the thing, I also had the flu or fucking. I don't even know, but the point is, I feel good now, uh, and just i I feel lucky that it didn't get worse than it did, you know, because it it seems serious. We're glad.
0: we're glad to have you. We're glad to have you here.
1: We're glad yeah, to have
0: it. you alive and well. Oof. and. Uh, and also, Alex, you know, I, I used to do a lot of material. I still, you know, I, I plan to continue doing this material and turn it into somewhat of a lie. But uh, Alex has adopted my cat. Uh, I had I had an outdoor cat that I've been taking care of for two years. And when Alex lived with me, they really bonded. And, uh, you know, everything was happening. I'm like, all right, I got to get her inside somewhere. And my roommates are allergic. So I uh, just brought her over to Alex's place. Um, yeah. How's how's things going? Kitty friend.
1: The cat is the cat is good. The cat is good. She it was interesting. Well, the the story really of her is that like she definitely was digging being an outside cat for a while. She like showed up at random at your house. What, like three years ago or something like yes, that? Like Two years that. Ago? Just like mm-hmm. we we just spotted. I remember it was like I was visit. I didn't even live in L.A. yet, but me and Sam were visiting like summer 2007. I mean, 17, I think. Yeah, summer 2017. And, like, you just see this little cat go in and out from under your house. And then, like, soon after that, you start feeding it. No, and, I think I
0: was feeding it. or I, it, it showed up when not when you were around. I was telling you about the cat on the phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was taking care of the cat oh. by the time you guys visited.
1: Oh, interesting. Well, I didn't even know it existed at that. But I guess that's the first. Maybe it was even longer ago, that man, than that. I mean, mm-hmm. who knows? But, um, but yeah, and gradually the cat warmed up to you. And then when I lived with Dano in your back house there uh, for a few months, just um, yeah, Alex, I would just sit out. I would just the sit cat outside. And
0: Alex had a torrid affair. They had a yeah. torrid affair <laughs> yeah. behind my back. Yeah. Um, that was great. Being-
1: yeah. Cause you just like go outside. (laughs) I get super stoned. I go outside, and the cat would just come to me and like sit in my lap, and we play around, play around with it, you know, and just like pat it. It was great. It's a it's a great cat. Like it's not a it's not a dickhead. Like a lot of cats are really fucking assholes, and it's just like not a jerk. So that's in many ways,
0: I think it's life outside might have tamed it into being a sweet cat because it's just so scared of everything now. Yeah.
1: Like it was if, contending you know, with predators. Like, like
0: despite despite the fact that I was only the sweetest possible I could be to the cat at all times, it would be like just scared of us. Even though yeah. like all we did was you he know did. feed it and take care of it and like pet it and be nice to it, it was it like remained skittish. It like loved us and like would come cuddle with us, but it also remains now that it's inside and feels fully safe it's really opened up right or is it still acting really skittish
1: and scared well it's funny she's she's not really scared of me but she's sort of like you know I have like a couple of rooms I have like a basically a one-bedroom apartment so it's like just like a living room and a bedroom and bathroom and a kitchen and she really just stays in the bedroom and the kitchen and the try to keep her out of the bathroom because she drinks out of my fucking toilet and then she looks fucking <laughs> licking me in the face. I'm like, "I just shit there not too long ago. <laughs> I'm going to get fucking covid and die." <laughs> but like, you know, I uh, think that's how
0: you get COVID. that's how you get like a new disease. That's how you start the next pandemic.
1: Yeah, right. Just whatever <laughs> she has like like chronic chronic wasting disease or something. But um but, yeah, so, so, like, she doesn't really go in the living room here where where we are now because there's a lot of objects. You know,' it's like drum says and things reflect, and like she's really like because she was so so safety oriented prior uh, to coming inside, she would engage with us around your house in only certain spots. Like she would be able to like be comfortable. She feels like safe stuff.
0: in spots. That's like that's her. That's her. That's
1: her. That's thing. how she. Yeah, it's like she's playing like uh, she's she's playing like uh, like Red Rover or whatever that game is, like the kids play, or like, you know, where like the ground is lava and they jump around. I don't know. I was what never. What have a been child.
0: doing? What have you been doing to keep busy? Did you watch? Did you start watching Devs?
1: No, I haven't started watching Devs. I of course watched Tiger King, which you can't talk about because you haven't fucking watched it yet. I know.
0: I'm sorry. I wish, I wish I had so we could. I mean, ah. I, you, you saw that thing I sent you that my friend uh, made. Yes, Tiger was, King video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, <laughs> that cracked me up.
1: No, I mean, just everything about it is so great. Um, there's a million other podcasts I'm sure that people can listen to that just where people splooge all over Tiger King. But like, you we gotta watch that.
0: Watch Tiger King. Have you on again so we could talk Tiger King. Yeah, we we episode. could have a
1: we could have we could have especially because we're very bonded over the cat situation. We're both cat dads. Uh, it would be a kitty good,
0: kings. we're the kid. Yeah, we're the uh, kings But, uh, uh, make a, make a mockumentary about the kitty King. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what was I going to say? So no, one's
1: coming to my zoo. I don't know why. <laughs> uh,
0: no, I haven't watched Tiger King, but what we can talk about, and I think the people would be equally interested in hearing about, is that I watched The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance.
1: Yeah,
0: Valance. I think okay. Liberty Valance. I think the people will be interested in hearing our thoughts on that. One of probably probably currently getting an equal number of views to Tiger King hot, on Amazon Prime. Edgy,
1: edgy, uh... edgy
0: John Ford, John Wayne Western, black and white. The man who shot Liberty Valance.
1: Really not Bounds. politically, really not politically correct, man. You know, it's really, it's really edgy stuff.
0: <laughs> Is it not politically
1: correct? I don't know, Have John, you seen Wayne. It? John. I haven't seen it. John Wayne, though, right?
0: Oh yeah, he, he was canceled. He
1: had, he had to be a racist, right? It's probably impossible that he wasn't. Well, there's, a, that, scene, there's a scene. There's a scene.
0: There's a scene in the man who shot Liberty Valance, Valance, where um. Where John Wayne, he like his like partner, like that runs his ranch with him, is like an African American guy, and and like at one point he goes to this bar and the bartender's like he can't be here, and John Wayne's like serve him a drink. So it's like uh, so. And then the director
1: he's... was like cut, and he turned to the actor. He's like, I don't really believe that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: no, I don't know. I'm i just joking. Around. I mean, I just feel like people. I don't know. People were just more racist then. But but then again, it, we are actually like now in an unprecedentedly shitty time. So maybe that's not even true. Like maybe the people who are racist now really well, say, are just as comfortable. But I they're just, just in think, their just like, that corner we, of the Internet. We have
0: hit this moment where like I see any white person, I'm like racist. <laughs> And this I mean, I it's like it's yeah. like it's like you know I very much say like like I, I have this thing like um you know Trump winning in 2016 did for white people what 9/11 did for for um Pirates. like Middle Eastern people. It's like it's like you see you know right after 9/11 there was like this subconscious or even conscious racism of like you're getting on a plane you see a middle eastern person get on with you and people get nervous
2: yeah but now
0: it's like now it's like uh you know i see i see any old white guy walking around and i'm like you fucking piece of shit (laughs) um but very well it may have been just like a bernie hillary supporter uh
1: just you, you don't know you know, but,
0: but he just made, he just, you know, he demographically, I mean, honestly, considering he won, odds are you are right. Now, yeah, odds, I are mean, odds are you're probably more right assuming that about an old white guy than you were assuming a Middle Eastern guy is a terrorist.
1: <laughs> much Yeah, more, much more well, well, the problem is, is it's just especially amongst older men of any race. They have their like sort of way they project when they're around other people. But then they have their like, listen, you know, we're, we're
2: 45 plus, you know, we can really talk about
1: how the world works now. We can really talk about it. Like, you know, and it's weird, especially when you're like a young kid and you're first like inculcated into that, like, because occasionally like, come here, kid, we'll sort of talk to you about how things really are here, you know, and it's like, and I swear to you, it's, it's not just white people. It's like black guys have their version of that, like Middle Eastern guys usually have their version of that, usually has something to do with the Jews.
2: But I,
1: you know, it's just like this crazy thing where, like, you—it's—it's it's just older men. Older men sort of like get these patterns going. They really think they know how the world works, and at a certain point, be, they get too lazy to, be, to, to hide it. To be fair, we're the older men of the future. We're I know, the well, older
0: men of the future.
1: Well, if there we're is a future, have
0: those if yeah. there is a future, we're the older men of it. Well we could be
1: the older men of the present. I mean, depending on how bad this is, I
0: look at look at the future generations, I'm like, these kids are way too liberal
1: for me. I mean, I really am there. I'm there. Like I consider myself very liberal, but then but then somebody comes up to me and they're like, I have two souls. And I'm like, Motherfucker, we haven't even proved that anyone has one soul. What the fuck you mean? The two (laughs) souls. What is the two souls? Um, Before before
0: we get into, you know, too much of a trajectory that gets us both canceled in in case we survive this. Uh,
1: (laughs) I've been canceled canceled and I've uncanceled myself. (laughs) Well, you can't really Uh,
0: cancel people right now. yeah,
1: Yeah, everything's canceled. So who gives a fuck? But the thing but what's crazy is actually like a couple of years ago, four people tried to cancel me. And it was it was the worst canceling attempt I've ever seen because only four people did it. And so they in effect just canceled themselves. Well I've always
0: a, said I've always said there's nothing there's nothing I find funnier than like a decidedly unsuccessful person worrying about getting me too
2: I'm just so like stupid.
0: I'm like, Do you understand that like like you have nothing to lose? I'm no, like I people know. who have been me too are doing better than you.
1: No, I, like, like, I mean. Louis, like
0: how is right before this, Louis was on like a European stand up tour. I can't even afford to go to Vegas because I don't think my car will make it. Right, it's yeah. just, <laughs> 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 it's, it's like, uh, you know, you know, in order to be me too, you have to first have been something. You have to, <laughs> oh,
1: I know. <laughs> but but I guess, you
0: know, you don't want to get fired from your shitty job on top of it. But hey. uh, just don't be a piece of shit. Just don't yeah. be a piece of shit. Um, yeah, basically, but but uh, fuck, but also gonna... don't
1: go around saying you have two souls. Can we not do that? Can we just can, can <laughs> that be the line? I just look. I'll go with look. I'll make a deal. I'll go with anything else on the left that's just currently left. Just literally anything else. But just let's not do two souls, please. Let's let's cut it there. That please everybody, you know.
0: So, um, man, it's really going to be it's really going to be crazy to see, like, you know, we're in this election year and all of this is happening right now. It's like I just I it's there's never been a more unpredictable time. Also, semi more predictable time in, in history, but it's weird, you know, like the weirdest thing is, you know at least for me i was feeling some upward momentum in my career that's just like ha huh. anyway so yeah continue that's just been put at like such a halt it's just like everything i do is pretty much like undoable right now you know all 3 of the businesses that i that like i was using to keep myself afloat and really making some headway in have all been put on pause and I also wonder like, what the psyche of this country is going to be after this is over to the point at which how long it will be after this is over, if it is even ever over or just like changes us forever, that mm-hmm. things like doing stand up, like, like being in a place where a bunch of people are coming to gather together. Well, you know, in my case, we seven people are coming to together, <laughs> together, comedy, or uh, <laughs> or, or you know, will my photo booth business just go under completely? Are people going to be having events and like hiring? I mean, we're—I've already talked to my partner about um, at least for the temporary future having a rule where only the operator touches the machine. Um, but
1: uh, you just can't get yeah. drunk people to obey anything, though. So it's risky no matter what. Yeah, and they'll uh, be like, "Well, what if I touch you while you're touching the machine?"
0: just wearing hazmat suits standing by the like what is it going to look like I remember this one time um you know one of the one of the the booths that uh, I own they um like it's like part of a franchise and they have these rules that we have to wear like these uniforms when we do the like these like button down shirts pants nice shoes belt and uh, we were doing like a um, a music festival also music festivals what's going to happen with this uh, we were doing a music festival and, um, and it was weird because like very few people were coming up to the machine and I'm like yeah I know why very few people are coming up to the machine because we look like a couple of Scientologists standing here like ready yeah. to hand you a packet and meanwhile everyone wearing like hippie stuff and yeah. like I'm like it was like Corva really needs to let us
1: dress down but <laughs> do I was I fine I was be- what do I have to believe to take a photo in this <laughs> whenever I'm
0: walking down um, whenever I'm walking down that street where all the Scientologists are they try to hand me like like um, Scientology packets I'm always like no 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 Jewish I already have my end to the industry um right. <laughs> You're for the people who don't have what I already have.
1: Right, yeah. Not to
0: play into anti Semitic stereotypes. Not true. Being Jewish has done nothing to help me get anywhere. It, you know, it
1: really hasn't. I would have thought that it would have done more for me, but it just not Honestly, 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 at this point, it
0: almost it almost hurts us. Like, we have enough of I know. you.
1: We I We have no. enough of you. Yeah, no, seriously, <laughs> seriously. I'm just lucky that I, you know, I'm a little bit blonde. You know, I'm not not so Jewish-looking. People don't think it like initially. Sometimes, my
0: attitude is always, well, you know, it's funny to think about like you going to like places with no Jews and then you being like the first Jew a person meets. <laughs> like, what? The, do they all have voices like this? Do they all have long hair? Yes. Are they,
1: are they <laughs> I would lie. I would. I would convince them they all were like me. You're you're barely not a cone head. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's um, right, true. France, we all come from France. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, but um uh, what was I just saying? It's, it's, oh, oh, I always, I always felt like, you know, it, it, it's unfair. Like, you know, I always think, I don't think like Hollywood ru- is run by Jews. I just think Hollywood is just like the NBA for Jews, you know, it's yeah. just where our natural skill set. Yeah. Just for, better, fab, just
1: for fabulating and convincing people of making bad investments and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, pretending, well, you know, I lying. think, you know,
0: I just think like, like for us, you know, we're like the Jews that remain in the world are basically the Jews that like survived the Holocaust and all the many other things that tried to wipe us out. We're the survivors of those things. And in order to have survived those things, like the attitude had to be like, all right, I see this guy. He seems pretty, uh, pretty scary and I'm neurotic and I'm afraid of uh, what might come with this guy. So I'm going to get out of here, you know? Yeah. And well, that neurotic, out, that, well, look, that neurotic he... thinking, that neurotic thinking or, you know, you, you did the best you did the best work, so they kept you around to keep working. Uh, and then you you just you outworked like the yeah, the time win. span you needed to. And yeah. it's but it's like that hard work and that sort of like neurotic thinking. You know, what is writing? What is writing other than coming up with worst case scenarios and then thinking your way out of those worst case scenarios? That's the dramatic writing is. So it's you're predisposed if you're if you're if you're born of neurotics and if you have the neurotic gene to come up with neurotic uh, thoughts. And that's all writing is, is neurotic thoughts.
1: Yeah. Good writing. Sure. That was a a really long way to say a simple thing. But absolutely, I agree. Neurotic. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I'm just saying, neurosis is a skill set that lends itself to creativity.
1: Um, no, I, I I think I think that's true. I mean, I think it's why a lot of like attractive people have a really hard time being deep because <laughs> they never had to, <laughs> they never had to question anything going on because it's just like I mean, it's amazing if you're if you're a beautiful woman, just the way the world is sort of like a carpet is sort of laid for you in so many scenarios is like. It's quite amazing, and I envy it, you know, for sure. Um,
0: and I'm also just want to clarify before this gets us canceled to this
1: uh, <laughs> to this world end that it's not like
0: other. I think I think it's an equal number of other people that also are as neurotic as us. Uh, but it's just like there's a higher percentage of us since there's a smaller group of us, so we're just higher percentage wise neurotic of our group.
1: Sure. That makes sense. Well, we are we are we have selected for neuroses and for sort of strategic. conniving if you will and so <laughs> and and so uh yeah, yeah the cream so of canceled. the crop the cream of the crop has risen that's for sure <laughs> yeah, we're,
0: so can- we're so canceled um but but also also uh <laughs> this is this is my Shane Gillis podcast right here um you can't
1: shit on your own people though what are you allowed to shit on though man
0: yeah I know I know I know um but uh what was I going to say? I also just hate the, like, cheap Jew stereotype because, like, all my friends are, like, so much cheaper than me. But anytime I do anything, like, I don't want to spend the money. They're like, fucking cheap Jew. And I'm just like, you're the cheapest person I know.
1: <laughs> like Who are these friends? I
0: don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I just know people I that, you, like. I view you as often the cheapest person I know, my friend poor i'm poor i'm poor
0: there's a difference my friends are poor too it's not none of us are cheap we're just poor you know the people who call me cheaper than my friends who have money that like want to do stuff and i'm like i can't afford that oh you want to go to this concert tonight for this band you don't even really know for 200 right no yeah but being so i know enjoy life i'm like I you don't have any money. <laughs>
1: no, no no I know. There's there's a difference between being poor and being cheap, that's for sure. All
0: the things I've said about our ability to succeed, it's like, well, I I
1: I'm close to broke
0: and I don't have a career. <laughs> so I am, I, am, I, am, I am a uh, off the off the stereotype.
1: Yes, yeah, uh, well so, that uh, that's true. That's true. So what what kind of stuff,
0: what kind of stuff have you been doing to keep uh, creative and keep busy during the quarantine? Well,
1: well, luckily I do still have a job, at least for now, which is excellent. Um, I work for a production company, uh, so I'm writing a a number of screenplays for them, like sort of two screenplays and we're developing another one and just working on a lot of the kinds of stuff that you can do when you can't shoot anything, you know, Mm -hmm. um. I also have a, a new music EP for my solo work, uh, just you know, a band I guess you'd call it, or my solo act, just called Russic, um, that uh, I'm going to put out this coming Tuesday. I guess what is that, the thirty first this Tuesday?
0: Now, is any of the music yeah. from Russic funks for you on the new one? No, no,
1: that's uh, so that's, so that,
0: that's the original EP, and this is this mm-hmm. is the next.
2: Yeah. The next. So
1: this is this is a collection of you know six new songs, and you know I've worked on. You know, I mean, I I am always, you know, writing songs and sort of like a demo phase. And I do a lot of the production. But then ones that I really like, I start farming out to other musicians and getting more parts. And it starts to sound like a band, you know, full band eventually. And so when I get to that point, when I get to that point, basically, like, I decide that it's ready to go or that I have a collection of songs. But I was sort of like delayed for a time, you know, thinking about. Uh, how I was going to release it and whatever, but so much of the subject matter of this one is is all about a lot of the the things in society that have become accelerated by the pandemic, and so it feels like a really appropriate time uh, to put it out. There's a, it's sort of a lot about sort of the insecurity of living in a in a society that's you know largely based on the internet, people's internet behavior, and everything feels sort of quasi controlled and segmented. And it's just sort of like a mind fuck living in the future, man.
0: Well, I love, <laughs> I, I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely love all the music you've played for me from the new EP. I think, I think it's, uh, I think it's even better than the first one, which I also loved. Um, but, uh, and it's called. Zemblanity. I love the name and uh, I love the cover art you showed me. Um, oh, yeah. uh, question for you. What,
1: what does EP stand for? extended play extended it's, it's basically like when there were records you know there were like essentially three sizes of records a single an ep and a full length and they're just different size vinyls you know um and an ep just kind of in the middle you know um and i'm not sure how many songs an ep used to be back in the day maybe it was four i'm not sure but um an ep could be anything really from two to like maybe even like seven or eight songs. But oftentimes now, if you hit about a half hour of content uh, musically, that's like an album. And this that's is about... an album? Yeah, and this is about 20 minutes of music, I would say, you know. So, So you're like two
0: songs away from an album.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's the kind of thing where like, I could have done an album in quotes or something like that, but just like, who cares? I only wanted to put the songs on that I felt really the best about. And so like... Mm-hmm. Like, why are filler songs? It's so much of the structure of what, like, an album was was for sales at a certain point. Like, just almost like a bit of a scam, you know? It's like, and then you'd get, like, three, four songs that, like, aren't very good. I mean, unless the album is spectacular. I mean, and that's a feat in itself. But, like, most albums, even good albums, there's, like, usually a track you'd skip or something just be like, "Eh, i like the next one more or something. So Mm -hmm. why not just have a tighter... You know, piece where you feel like each one really seamlessly goes into the next one, and there isn't there isn't a, a sort of pacing gap in, in any way. So
0: nice, nice. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to listen to the full EP in its full form. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, anything else you wanna you wanna share, promote, say before we wrap it up?
1: Fuck, man. You know, all I wanna say is just in this time, you know, I think that everyone has to be especially careful about their health. You know, you have to take, you just have to take really good care of yourself, you know. You just have to be sort of aware and be kind to everyone, and you just have to uh, try not to touch anyone. And uh, even if you really want to have sex with someone, just fucking wait. You know what I mean? Just imagine how much better it'll be when you wait. You know, yeah. like it's going to be two months. You're going to come out with just a raging hard on and all the Or, girls or how can... or how
0: or how short it's going to be. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, maybe. But but, then, you, but yeah, but then you'll have an excuse, you know, a perfect excuse for that. Finally. Um, and you could just, you know the girls who have been stalking you on your Instagram and looking at your beautiful visage during your podcast will be all over you and it'll be a wonderful time, you know? So just, you know, right now, just, uh, be like Tyson Fury and jerk off seven times a day and hold it, hold it back, hold back the sales because, and this is a metaphor for life, by the way, because ultimately when we all come out of this fucking bullshit, only the strong will have survived. And society is going to reformulate, and hopefully we're going to put a clamp down on a lot of this anti-intellectual bullshit that's going on, uh, and we can fucking win. And and then we'll elect another uh, doddering old coot uh, who hopefully will just be a little nicer. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, got a that nicer nice doddering old coot in there. Yay. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. If you have any questions, uh, want to know anything, want to talk to anyone specific or talk about anything, email me at quarantinepodcast at gmail.com. Alex, thanks for coming on the show. Check out Zimblanity Tuesday. coming out on Tuesday.
1: Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, Coming out yeah. this coming Tuesday. March
0: 31st. Uh, March 31st, 2020, while in quarantine. You have quarantine, you have no... Uh, you have no excuse not to listen to it. It's amazing. Uh, and thanks for tuning in. Thank you guys for sticking around and listening to our whole conversation. And as promised at the beginning of the show, here is the new track, The Internet, off of Alex Russick's new EP, Zen Blanity. Hello. I am a real person. Here is how I act when I am on the Internet.